Hello, it's Shelley F. Knight, bringing you Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. So I'm joined by Tosh Britton and Tosh is a qualified mindfulness coach, a Reiki master teacher and a spiritual colour healer. She works with individuals helping, supporting and reconnecting back to themselves through life shocks and challenges. She speaks publicly and runs workshops and courses, retreats, everything, all through companies, schools and charities. Tosh is a successful blogger, podcaster an inspirational speaker and we're blessed to have her here today so good morning Tosh. Hello Shelley thank you so much for having me on your lovely podcast. Bless you you've got quite a background that's amazing I'm loving all the spirituality woman after my own heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I'm, I'm fully there I'm fully signed up happily so. So you've got mindfulness, you've got the Reiki, you've got spiritual colour healing, all beautiful spiritual practices. But what was the positive change that began this spiritual journey that you're on? I think the change was, um, it had kind of been rumbling on for a few years and I realised that uh, as I was going, beginning to sort of my relationship and my marriage started breaking down, I realized I needed to look after myself. And, you know, rather than turning to um, medicine personally for me, uh, I just decided to really start uh, meditating, um, to just being more aware of my body, noticing how I felt when I was around people, noticing how I felt when I was in situations. I started sort of noticing the words I used. And these all kind of led me to this place where when um, we got a divorce, everybody was like, oh my goodness me, these two, it's going to be an almighty fight, run for the hills and um, button down the hatches. And I remember sort of standing there and these friends of mine, really well-meaning, lovely people, were saying to me, listen, Tosh, you've got to go out and get some, you know, you've got to get the pension, you've got to get this, and you've got to get all of that. And I just felt so sick in my stomach. And it wasn't about the fact that we had very little money left because our company pretty much hit the wall at the same time, although it wasn't connected to the divorce. Um, It wasn't about the money. It was actually about the thought of fighting and having a battle and having a war. And I really just noticed this like rock form in my stomach and in my body. And it felt so wrong. And I just decided I had that light bulb moment that I wasn't going to give everybody what they thought was going to happen. And I was going to do something different and differently. And I decided there and then that I was going to trust in my intuition, trust that 
at some point, you know, before everything went wrong, my ex was a, was fundamentally a good person and a good father. And I was just going to be kind. And it was a huge leap of faith because we're so encouraged, especially with divorce, to um, really sort of go for the, you know, the jugular, go for the fight. And I just didn't want to do that. And as a child of divorced parents who, and my parents still don't speak to each other and they live really close to each other. I just, I just didn't want the same for my children. And I guess it was that moment of just checking in with my body. How did I feel that was the real turning point for me? I think that's wonderful. I love that. Mm, thank you. My parents divorced many years ago, but they're still best friends. Oh. And it's just really cute. Like, because, you know, obviously your kids are watching it and you think like granny and granddad are going on holiday together and they do phone each other. You can, don't get me wrong, you can see why they divorced. It's not a yeah. match made in heaven, but it works. You know, that I think it's really good role modeling that you can just show people, you know, that they were, you know, we were conceived in love and that love, you know, is ongoing. Yeah. And I, and I think it's really important for children to see it. And that was another reason why I just... I just, I think my sort of, my younger self popped up um, when we had the children. They actually heard through the walls. We were staying in this sort of static caravan in South France. And, uh, and at that moment, I just thought, you are. I do not ever want you to feel how I felt. Um, and my ex was from divorced parents as well. And we just made that decision to not we just don't want to do that we just because we all have a choice and everybody has a choice about everything and it's not about how anybody else behaves or what they say or how they act it's actually about how you show up it's about what you say and yeah I mean we're really good friends my ex and you know we just hang out and we all see each other Christmas and we all you know my ex-mom-in-law and my mom and we all just do this stuff and the children see something good out of something bad you know or something you know it wasn't so you know it wasn't bad bad but you know out of a really unpleasant event came something positive and a lesson as well for them. I think that's beautiful. I'm sure you go inspire so many people, Tosh, because it's almost like when we go through any loss, there's a grief. Mm. And some of it's predetermined, like this is how your divorce is going to go. This is how your death of a loved one's going to go. This is how you should react. Naturally, you're showing people and telling people today, as you say, there's a choice and we can choose to do things differently, can't we? Yeah, we always have a choice. And it's in those moments where we're kind of, I don't know, we feel we don't have a choice, that we actually really do have a choice. And um, I think we live in quite a, a sort of a disempowering world where we are almost sort of conditioned not to trust that we can make the choices that are important for us. And I think so often, you know, everybody's looking for answers everywhere else, but we have it all within us. We just need to trust ourselves more. And that would be my big, you know, just trust yourself, get to know yourself more. Um, you know, have those moments of meditation, have those moments of, 
noticing how you are, which comes through meditation. It doesn't mean so you have to go and, you know, go and just throw off some la la sparkling waterfall with, uh, uh, with unicorns at all. It can just be sitting quietly and just taking deep breaths or just sitting quietly without your phone and just sitting there in stillness and just, yeah. I love meditation, but I do quite fancy the unicorns and the waterfall, if I'm honest. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, me too. Me too. But if you're sometimes, you know, I think a lot of people worry a bit about sort of the woo-woo nature of meditation. And there are many, many different forms of meditation. And I really believe that in this very busy world, like some form of meditation would be, it, it is useful. And whether it's walking or having a cup of tea and just quietly just, you know, being aware of what you're drinking and tuning into your senses or, you know, going to disappear after those lovely waterfalls. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's, it's a very good reminder, actually. I think everyone thinks meditation you must sit cross-legged on a mat by candlelight. When actually, as you say, it's just like having a warm cup of tea, a hug in a mug and just holding oh. in you know, that present moment, just being there. And it is that simple, you know, going back to the breath, looking at your child when they're doing something well-behaved, maybe not when they're being so naughty, but, you know, that mindfulness in any given moment, mm. you know, it is like a meditation, isn't it? It is. And and even just, I was talking about something the other day, and just going for a walk is a meditation. It's, you know, walking upstairs can be a meditation because, you know, if you just consciously become aware of how your body is moving um, and how your feet feel on the stairs, how your hand feels on the banister, that is a meditation. Yeah, it is. You know, you're right about, you know, we don't, we don't all, you know, especially in this really time poor world, we don't always have time to, you know, light candles and have our lovely moments with our crystals. You know, we really have... You know, we have to make best use of what the time we have. And I think, you know, it's uh, it's great when you do find those those moments, even just taking several deep breaths, you know, with your hands on your belly in the morning when you wake up and just sort of lying in bed before you get out of bed, just lying there and just, you know, following your breath with your mind in and out. That is a meditation. I love that. Now we're sounding all things positive, but I know the people out there going through divorce, contemplating divorce, survivors yeah. of divorce. So did you have times of fear or negativity that led to a positive change? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, right. This is my big thing I talk about. So one day I uh, dropped my children off and I, at school and I came back and we'd been living overseas and I was sort of trying to work out, you know, how to make some money and, um, and work and balance it all. And I was halfway through making a cup of tea and I just suddenly started crying. And um, I just sort of sank to my knees and sort of sat on my kitchen floor and then sort of walked into my downstairs loo to get some new rods below my nose. And I just closed the door and my dogs were looking at me going, hey, what's going on here? And I spent the next um, six hours in my downstairs toilet, just sitting on the floor uh, and just crying and just crying and crying. And I couldn't stop. 
and I thought I was being able, I, I could handle whatever was going on. But what I'd been doing is I'd just been holding on to everything, the grief, the sadness, and, and the pain and heartbreak. And I just cried and cried and cried, and I just let it all out. And I walked out of that, um, uh, that room, and I realized that I needed to really start looking after myself. And, yeah. and it's that whole oxygen mask. And I, 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 it was really weird. I just went upstairs and I realized I needed to go and pick my children up from school. And I just sat on the floor and I just sat very quietly. And I just, I didn't know really why I was doing it. I had a you know, if, if you love your crystals, I have this lovely pink rosy quartz crystal, which is about love and gentleness. And, um, and I just held it and I just sat there for about half an hour. And I just had a little chat with myself, I guess, um, very quietly. And I made a decision that every day I would do something that would uh, nurture myself um, and that I just had to take every day at a time because I had people saying to me, what are you going to do? You haven't got a pension. You haven't got this. You haven't got that. And, and I just didn't know what to do. And my mind was so crazy with fear and thoughts and ruminations. And, you know, it, it was just exhausting me. Uh, this sort of endless, I call them the divi uh, divorce mind monkeys. And, <laughs> I, and I just thought, I just need to start looking after myself if I'm going to get through this and to take one day at a time. And just to know that if you got through that day and you put good food on the table for yourself and for your children, that you were a good person. So, you know, sitting on an email, if it comes through from your ex or a message or um, just really sit on it and, and ask yourself whether this is your fears leading, you know, how you are going to reply or else um, you, you know, or does it come from how you feel as a person and not to be scared as well about what is happening. Yeah, I could go on and on, as you probably can tell. So I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I love it. No, it's really good because, you know, we can do all the spiritual stuff. But that's almost like once we start to emerge the other side, you know, but at the start, we're kind of frozen in fear. You said about a rock in your stomach, you know, yeah. and it is really heavy and there is a grief and there's all these dreams and stories we've told ourselves that are going to come to fruition and it goes. And so, you know, it's really good what you're saying about, you know, the best way to, well, I talk about self-kick rather than self-help, but the best way to kick is just one day at a time, not how the kid's going to be affected in five years' time, what I feel I'm in love again in two years' time. You know, it's that every day, the nutrition, don't ping back an email straight away. You know, there's great values in pauses in life. Yeah, totally. I love that pausing. But it's also, I think, you know, I think what people tend to do is when they go through a divorce, is they hand their power away. They hand their power away to other people to make the decisions for them. And I'm a really 
big advocate. I mean, obviously, if it's not safe to do so, then I wouldn't recommend it. But if you and your ex can have a conversation or write an intention about having a good divorce, about being positive for the sake of your children, so, you know, you can make, uh, you know, project manage your way out of your divorce, if you like. That's my really big piece of advice. You know, Stay with being an adult and don't resort to being, you know, a child and just throwing all your toys out there, just out of the car, just kind of like throwing anger and just come back to just using what what are the really good bits that were in your marriage. What were you both good at? I love that. And project managing your way out of your divorce using those good bits, not the stuff that happened that led to the breakdown, but just really remembering the good stuff and using the best parts of your relationship to actually move yourselves out of it. And I just wanted to add that, you know, we we all meet, we all can tell people we meet who are feeling angry. Um, you can just feel that in their energy. And... There is that amazing quote which says, you know, holding anger is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Yes. And your the rest of your life is so worth so much more than being held in anger. Because that takes it, you know, if you hold that anger, you're going to take it into your future relationships. Um, and, and really, rather than doing the work at the end of your divorce, do your work through your divorce. I love that. I think you're going to help so many people. I honestly do, Tosh. I just think. Oh, thank you. I see people with any relationship that ends that it's not even that relationship that comes with all the anger. It brings up like, you know, like the childhood, the inner child that was her. Yeah. And it's so important. You're saying it's like, you know, just look at the good that was in it. And carry that through. I love the bit about the project management because you know mm. all success is you know takes planning. So I think, yeah, I just think you're going to be so helpful to so many people out there. Oh, thank you. Well, I just think it's about you know I flipped the way I saw divorce, and I'm quite a stubborn person. <laughs> I think that helps. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it the, the expected way. And and, you know, society, we cannot carry on doing this, you know, because the courts are absolutely rammed full of families going through it. And it is, there is literally, you know, it's a breaking point. So the more you can all start taking, um, I don't know, just like you can trust you can do this. You start being really accountable with yourself, with your actions, what you say, what, how, you, you know, don't use the word that words that are going to trigger your ex because that's just not going to help. Be the bigger person, you know, be that bigger person, leave your ego at the door and just, you know, know that through your divorce, you behaved honorably. And again, you can't do anything about what your ex is up to or what they're saying, but be accountable to yourself for your actions. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And when you make that commitment, it's, it's just, it's really interesting how the universe just starts conspiring to make things easier. The more you believe it, the more you trust, the more you, you know, you work on yourself, you heal yourself, uh, it's yeah it's a very very powerful process 
So you earlier on, you did make me chuckle. You said divorce mind monkeys. I love that. Do you have another, I know that's not the most positive thing, but I quite like it, divorce my monkeys. Do you have a positive affirmation or a saying that you use just to kick butt yourself through life? I do, actually. And it's literally just in front of me. And it's it's something that I kind of use lots of different mantras, but it's a Buddha quote. And I used to use it. And I still use it now, but when my ex and I would just literally look at ourselves and, you know, it took seven years for our family house to sell and we still couldn't get, you know, and the weirdest thing was our divorce and our family house was sold in the same week after seven years. I mean, you can't make that up. You couldn't plan to do that. And there were times when we would just meet up and I would just say, how are you? And he was going, oh, I'm just struggling. I'm trying to get this. I wish the house was sell. And I was just like, we've got to laugh. And this wonderful quote, when you realize how perfect everything is, you will tilt your head back and laugh. You laugh at the sky, just laugh at it. Because when we try to control everything, it's almost like we are blocking stuff. You know, we want it to be exactly how we want it to be. And life's not like that. And the more we can let go of how we want things to be and accept and just go with it and be open to it, the easier it becomes. So when things, when you're feeling so, so kind of enclosed and you're like, you feel like there's no way out and you're stuck and you're like, you know, nothing's working. Literally just throw it all up and just let it go. Go for a walk, go make a cake, go and find a puppy to stroke. And just <laughs> let it all go. Just let it all go. Just go and do something totally differently and just see what happens. They're great. I, I love that. I've got a dog, actually. It's very annoying at the moment. So if you want the dog for petting anyone out there, please do get in touch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get a dog, they said. It'll be fun. It's not. Um, <laughs> I've got a five-month puppy. So um, I did say to her before she came in, her ha- in our house, she, I always call them house elves if we have a dog. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, you're going to be a good house elf. You're going to let me work. And you're going to be able to sit at my feet. And she, do you know what? She's just such a little sweetheart. Oh, mine bites my feet, Tosh. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it just nibbles away slowly, one bone at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so you've given us some tools already, but do you have a tool or technique that you could share with the listeners, like breath work or anything? Okay, so I do have one, actually. I have a... It's a really useful tip if you're going to go into a meeting if you're feeling overwhelmed and like anything you have to practice it and then you you kind of sort of lodge it in your mind as a go-to a positive go-to so it's called two steps one breath and you could use this if you're in a queue as well um, before you hopefully you don't go to court but when you go into meetings and you know any anywhere and you can share it with your children as well before they go on stage before they're you know they're going to cook a penalty shootout a football match and basically what you do is you push your feet so the two steps you push your feet or i tell children stamp if they want to into the ground 
So you ground yourself and then you take a breath and you breathe in through your nose. So you follow that passage of air through your nose with your mind. So you're taking your mind off your thoughts while I'm just taking a breath. And you follow the breath down the back of your throat, down into your, through your chest, down into your belly, and then back out again. And if you focus your mind on something else, it's almost like you sort of recalibrate. And then you come back. And if you, your listeners want to practice this, and then just notice, you know, get them, they can practice this actually by really putting themselves into a situation that's bothering them at the moment, scale of maybe five, five, six, and, and then do this two steps, one breath, and then notice how, how much heat is still in their thoughts afterwards. I love that. Very simple. It's really effective. And I uh, had a client who was a, a dancer who always used to get scared going on stage. And then we, um, we were talking about two steps, one breath. And uh, yeah, it works. It just takes the heat out of your thoughts. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Tosh, I've absolutely loved speaking to you. So I'm sure other ones are going to want to reach out, like help me with my divorce. Oh. So I'll put it in the show notes, but you've got, Tosh Britton, so that's T-O-S-H-B-R-I-T-T-A-N. And that's on Instagram. You're on LinkedIn. And then on Facebook, is it Tosh Britton Reconnection Coaching? It is. And if you want to um, uh, Google Divorce Goddess, that's my, that's my divorce help website. So I suspect you're going to be inundated with lots of angry women thinking, how does she do it? <laughs> oh, no, you don't need to be angry. You can, you, you, there's just, there are so many ways and you are, I always say to people, you are enough. I think we forget how much, you know, how enough we are when we're going through tough stuff. So bless you. I've absolutely loved having you on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, well, it was a pleasure. And thank you for being totally lovely as well to be interviewed by Oh, bless you. We are so cute, aren't we, us goddesses, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Love a goddess. We're all goddesses. We are. We matter. We count. Yeah, totally, totally. Thank you, Bless Shane. you. Thank you so much. If you found this podcast interesting, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or, or wherever you have listened to this episode. Don't forget to make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Until next week, keep creating those small positive changes. I've been Shelley F. Knight and you've been amazing. Thank you for listening.